0: Welcome in to the Lion's Den. I'm Tom Hackett alongside Spencer the Gov Warn. We're missing one, though. The trio uh, that normally is of uh, Matty Gash. Well, we got Trev here, I guess. So
1: We do have Trev, yeah. uh, but Matty Gash has got pink eye.
0: No, you and <laughs> He's got a double <laughs> ear infection, and I didn't even know that was possible. No,
1: that's rough. What that's, has he done I mean, to, to, to do, do that? How do you get comfortable? First of all, how do you get comfortable, like, if you lay down... You can't go on one ear, you can't go on the other.
0: And you 've to sleep like you're in a coffin. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Poor old Maddie Gash. He'll be back next week, fingers crossed. He better be, because I won't be here next week. Oh, you're out. I'm out next week. I will be in the hot Lanta, as the locals call it. Right. For work,
0: I imagine. For work, yeah. Yes. For, for day job work, unfortunately. Right. Sadly. Uh, well, we'll rely heavily on Maddie next week, but uh, regardless. Get well um, soon, Maddie. Get well soon, certainly. Um, in the meantime, we'll hold down the fort, or at least try to. This could get out of hand, Spino. It could. But um,
1: but the boss has just walked in, so we we might have to rein it in a little bit.
0: Uh, 1-0. Rouse Salt Lake suffered. Another defeat. Fourth consecutive. Fourth on the trot for the Claret and Cobalt. This time away from home, up there at the Clink Century Link Stadium, where the Seattle Seahawks normally uh, normally put on turf. Sucks. Hate it. Have you ever played in that stadium,
1: Tom? I, I have. Okay, okay. Did you know that? No, I didn't. No, no, that's why I was asking you. Oh, right. It made me feel very good when you asked me that question. Which college team plays there? Is there a college team that plays there?
0: Well, so the University of Washington played there when their now Husky Stadium was getting renovated. Okay. Okay. Excellent. Anyway, whatever. Moving on. But... um,
1: Well, congratulations for playing there. Can we talk about the strike? Nicholas Ladero's
0: strike. How on earth, Speno, did he beat Nick Romando at his near post?
1: Well, I'm going to give... I'm going to let Nicky off on this one. I don't think you should. I'm going to, because his view was slightly blocked by Brooks Lennon. Okay. And I'm not blaming Brooks Lennon for that. It was just a quality half volley from a really, really good player. Really good player. Like, jealously, like, if I was jealous of a player, I'm always jealous of team's players, to be honest with you. Not that I don't think we've got good players. I'm just saying, there's always a couple of players that you think, oh, I wish I had one of them.
0: You're walking on very thin
1: ice. My pedigree chum. Um, anyway, um, yes, great strike,
0: sensational strike, falling away from the football uh, on his preferred left hand side. Beats Nick at the near near post from you know, seven eight yards out, and yeah, he made great contact with it. It was it was rather exquisite. I I'm
1: thought, sure Ni- I'm sure Nicky Romando is disappointed. I'm sure he's having nightmares about it still. But I just yeah. I just can't be that hard on him about it, to be honest with you.
0: So it was a game of two halves, or at least in my opinion it was. I thought Seattle dominated the first 45. Mike Petke made a few nice halftime adjustments. And uh, Real Salt Lake found some energy in that uh, early stages of the second half and then pushed through towards the end of the 90 minutes. They were good. Um, and they were deserving, in my opinion, of, of, a, of a point. Um, Jefferson Saverino uh, whacked, uh, whacked the post. You one had. on one with the goalkeeper. Now, look, yeah. now, I. I love Jefferson Savarino. I really do. I think he's a talent. He's so much fun to watch, and um, and and he's the best player Real Salt Lake have on either wing position, in my opinion. But there is a there is a negative to Jefferson Savarino's game, and and this this has been a negative, in my opinion, for a number of years. His one on one finishing is not good enough. He's. He, this wasn't the first one-on-one miss that he had had in in a real something like kit. I remember a, a handful of years ago, uh, last year, even there were a mm-hmm. handful of one-on-one opportunities that went begging by the wayside for Jefferson Savarino. So he has got to be able to finish one-on-one with the keeper if he wants to take that next step in his game, in my opinion, because he does a great job dancing around everybody, but then when it comes to you know finishing, I think. I think that's an area in his game that needs improvement. It should have been 1-1, Gov, and it wasn't. 1-2. Yeah,
1: and, and you look at uh, Sam Johnson's effort as well that whizzed past the post as well. Great run from from the Liberian. Um, just saw glimpses of him uh, and what he can provide. I cannot wait for Demir Krylik and him to to, uh, to team up. We've been able to see them in training and, and the communication and, and the, the, the connection between them has been great. Going back to Savarino great thing about him is that he's got time on his side. He's only 22 years old, yet to to reach his peak. I would say in the next three or four years, you're going to see a much different finisher uh, in uh, Savarino than you are as a 21, 22-year-old. So I, I do believe that time is on his side. Yes, it's very frustrating. But if there weren't the opportunities, if we were getting completely shut out, particularly that second half, If we'd have been completely shut out, then there would be more questions raised with regards to what's going on tactically, um, coaching staff. You know, there's going to be start uh, start to be questions. But when you see a performance on the road like LAFC, and then a a pretty decent second half against Seattle, it gives me a little bit of hope. And yes, maybe I'm looking through in in rose-tinted glasses. I'm allowed to. It's the Lions' den. Welcome to the den. Um, of iniquity. Sam Johnson.
0: <laughs> Sam Johnson. Uh, can we agree, Spino, that Sam Johnson is this team's striker?
1: Oh, he needs Based on be. the
0: performance, right? Absolutely. He, he held up the ball with, 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 mind you, rather talented and large centre-backs. Chad Marshall being, ov- obviously, one of the main keys to the puzzle for the Sounders. But he held up the football in a way that I don't think we've seen since uh, Saboreo back in 2015, four years ago now. In my opinion, Sam Johnson's the best striker Real Salt Lake have had since Saboreo in 2015. He should be, and I believe will be, the the striker for the remainder of the season, barring any injuries. Now, if that's the case, here's an interesting conversation, Gov, all right? Get that brain of yours churning, will you? I'm waiting. How on earth does Mike Petke fit everybody on the pitch?
1: You don't. And it's brilliant. Talk to me now. Talk to me. Come on. It's great, isn't it? Isn't it great to well, have options? what do you
0: options? do? Come on, then. What do you do? Because I know you've been thinking about it, you geek.
1: <laughs> geek. Well, what I'd like to see... Honestly, what I'd like to see... No change in formation, but for the home games, you see Demir Krylak drop back. You keep Corey... We saw play. that last year. Listen to me. It didn't work. Who was his
0: partner? Oh, you're... That, stop it. You're telling, because you're not dropping Louise, he's been one of the best players this season, you're axing the skipper. Geez, you're
1: treading on thin ice here, Gov. No, you're just making it really, really awkward, aren't you? I love Kyle Beckerman. Do but you really, I would, though? I, I'd love to see Kyle Beckerman on occasion. Start on the pine. Get on the pine. I like him on the road. I like Everton Louise and Kyle Beckerman on the road. It keeps it a little bit more solid. Yes, proof is going to be in the pudding, but I thought you saw that down in Houston. I thought you saw that in uh, L.A., and I thought you saw that in uh, Seattle. Right. I thought there's a very, very good centre midfield two, defensive midfield two. It was a good great. game. And, At and... home, though, we've got to be more aggressive, and I think Demir Kralik drops back. You have Everton-Louise there. You have Albert Rusnak just in front. You have Sam Johnson just in front of him. You've got uh, Savarino on the right-hand side, and you've got Corey Bett or, dare I say, should be Bofo salcedo on the left-hand side.
0: Mm. I, I and like I that. think
1: that's uh, maybe that's leaving us up to, to a little bit more of the counter-attack, a little bit more uh, fragility in the midfield. But I'd love to see it.
0: Will Mike Peck be able to do it, do you think?
1: I hope he's not listening. No, I hope he is. That'll be cool. Uh, I'm not telling him how to coach his team, to be honest with you. but no, I, I, I know. It's I, all I, opinion. I think, I think there is an opportunity... <laughs>
0: So uh, for some
1: teams that are coming into the into real Tinto Stadium that are there for the taking and should be there for the taking as the home team,
0: Mike Petke has hinted that that carl beckerman 's role you know given the fact that it 's now his 20th season in major league soccer, has changed from what it once was and uh it It would be fascinating from an outsider looking in to see the reaction from the fan base if what you were talking about uh comes true and Kyle Beckman starts on the ball. Because I think that lineup's very good. And Demir Krylik is more than capable to start alongside Everton-Louise. What we've seen with Kyle and Everton is when Real Salt Lake had the football moving forward, Everton is, is the player at, at, at the centre of the park that pushes ahead of Kyle. Kyle drops him back as a more defensive player. Whereas if Demir was playing alongside Everton, Demir would be that one going mm-hmm. up and you'd have the menace himself... Uh, Everton-Louise slotting in playing that dropping shoot. hand grenades
1: across the, p- quite the literally. pitch quite basically yeah. yes no no I think you're right and, and, and you know it's, there's going to be a little dance on the sideline from us when, uh, when it finally happens I think that uh, that could be the, uh, the key to an upturn in maximising uh, points at Rio Tinto Stadium um, and, and the reason I say that is if you look back to last season and we talked about this in pre-season with regards to some of the, the points that we dropped Montreal a tie Uh, San Jose Atai and Colorado Rapids, just three or two really awful teams and one so-so team. That's six points that we lost right there. An extra six points puts you further into the playoffs. Um, Doesn't quite get you home field advantage, but if we're going to start to turn things around and really make a deep push and try to get home field advantage into the postseason, then... We're going to have to be a lot, a lot better at home. For for me, you know, four,
0: four points so far. Um, however many weeks we are into the season now is is obviously a big disappointment. Uh, but the biggest problem I think Mike Petke has in front of him is he, he's got so much talent he doesn't know how to utilize it all. And so that's why I brought up the conversation yeah. as to um,
1: Sam Johnson being the striker. What do you do around it? Let me go back to that then. Let me let me let me circle back then. Then the great thing about that is that we actually have options off the bench. You've got people Not that, that we don't back. already. No, but you've got a stronger bench. You've got, you to, think, you, bench. You've got to think about um, does Demir Kralik drop to the bench on occasion? Does Albert Rusnak drop to the bench because both of them play that number 10 role? Um, does Kyle Beckerman drop to the bench when Demi Kralik slots into midfield then you have Corey Baird who hasn't put a foot wrong, he's been superb for the US men's national team uh, and just seems to grow every time he goes with that team but then you've got both on the bench, does he switch to the right wing does Savrino drop to the bench, does he play up top does Sam Johnson drop to the bench finally, there is a squad that, uh, that Real Salt Lake and Mike Pecky uh, and props to to uh, Andy Williams and Craig Weibel for for getting these players in that give us real options. Um, and it's already been tested early with the amount of red cards, unfortunately, plus Justin Glad's injury, Joel Platter's injury. We haven't even mentioned those two to come back. That will, again stock up that bench and, and fight for starting minutes as well.
0: We, we don't know the severity of uh, the Marcelo Silva injury. Uh, it looked to be a hamstring, whether it was a cramp or a, uh, a minor tear. We don't know. He was able to walk off or hobble off the pitch in the 87th minute. So uh, Justin Glad did play for did. the Monarchs.
1: He got 60 minutes um, along with Joao Plata as well. Plata got a goal. Nice finish there. So, again, great timing for those guys to be back. So. But, again, it's one in, one out right now, right?
0: Uh, Nader Monawoha. What a star he has been, our Lord and (laughs) Saviour, Nadam Onuoha. We salute you. Right, uh, Orlando City comes to town. The return of Danny Acosta. Gov, I reckon it warrants a conversation. Give us 30 seconds of your time. We'll be right back. Our mics weren't hot oh, right then, Trevor,
1: were they? Right. Yeah. How many
0: episodes are we in, Gov?
1: I have no idea.
0: Not many. It's five. This is number five? Number five. Geez, we've got to be careful what we talk about around these parts. <laughs> we might not be around for too much longer. If...
1: Anyway, moving on, uh, Tom. Shut carry on. Anyway, what was that? I don't know. Carry on. Anyway. <laughs> you want to talk about our, our next, uh, our opponents, Danny Acosta. Yeah, talk to us about Danny, Gov. I love Danny. Do you? No, I legit think he's a massive, massive talent. And I was. So I don't love Danny. All right, that's fine. Um, we'll carry on with what I was going to say. Um, the problem is, is that there was that we knew in the, from, from what we'd seen and, and, and conversations that, that I'm not going to say he wasn't pulling his weight. But he didn't agree, and the coaching staff didn't agree, didn't particularly get on. So I thought a fresh start at Orlando would be best for all parties. Risk-free for Real Salt Lake, they get a player out from under their feet that'll play first-team minutes uh, at a decent level for a team that's trying to rebuild. And Danny gets out from, from, you know, whatever the coaching staff or or whatever uh, issues that he's having, uh, but gets a fresh opportunity. Wins that role, wins the left-back role, and uh, now bear in mind Orlando played three centre backs and he, a wing back and I think he's better as a wing back. But Jean-Martino um is has now won that role. And that's that's the long and short of it. Jean Montino uh
0: former LAFC player. Yes. Wasn't a massive fan personally of, of the way he went about his business at LAFC, but uh I'm not the gaffer, so uh, that's a shame, though, that uh, that our beloved friend, Danny Acosta, or at least your friend, is no longer getting a game. You know why I'm not the biggest fan of Danny? Go and for. I don't know him personally, so maybe I'm out of line, but, you know, from the conversations you have with people around the club, and uh, you can normally get a pretty good idea of, of somebody's personality just by, you know, watching them, Count on sounds kind of creepy but um but that's what I that's what I did yeah like you know an old man up in the press box with my binoculars like you know what's this fella all about but you know he just comes across a little lazy to me and and when I was down at training he's often more often than not I should say the one kind of goofing around not taking it seriously or as seriously as he should and so I think he kind of dug his own grave gov and uh, I don't really feel sorry for him. I was excited for him to get a new start. But uh, it sounds like, you know, if you read between the lines, maybe he can't quite figure out how to mature and play professional professional soccer, which is what, you know, it's all about at the end of the day. It's not, we're not playing under 18s anymore, under 20s. This is first team, Major League Soccer. And uh, if you can't quite figure out how to act like a professional, you will not survive,
1: which is a shame. Yeah and uh, to be honest with you I mean he's still 21 he's still young um maybe needs some guidance um with his coach in uh, Orlando right now James O'Connor former Irish international Republic of Ireland played a lot and I mean a lot of games in the championship level in England um no nonsense and if he can win over a, a James O'Connor then then things might might turn out now bearing in mind Danny Acosta can also play in midfield, he's not just a wing back, he was a defensive midfielder when coming up through the youth ranks, so there is an opportunity there, uh, when you look at Orlando's uh, midfield in the middle of the park, and this is why they play three centre-backs, it's a little soft uh, Danny would give them a, a a little bit more steel in the middle um, but, again he's got to win that job, and, and he's got his hands full, as I said, he started the first three games, and uh, has, has not been in the 18 since
0: so, uh, Orlando City made a, a signing this this off-season, uh, guess Didn't they just? So, uh, number 17 goes by the name of Nanny. Not sure if you've heard of him in the, in the past. He uh, was meant to replace one Cristiano Ronaldo on the wing out there at uh, Old Trafford. Uh, didn't quite live up to expectations, but is a very talented player, nonetheless, and... Uh, I said many, many caps for the Portuguese national team alongside the likes of Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, Nani is still, in my opinion anyway, he's got a couple of years up his sleeve of professional soccer. How have you seen Absolutely. him play uh, thus far in the season? He, he arrived late, so it's taken yeah. him a while to,
1: to kind of get s- suited to it all. Yeah, and, and obviously we know him to, to be a wide forward, a winger. He's played a little bit more centrally uh, because they do have the wing backs. Uh, you know, he's 32. Um, this probably saves his legs a little bit. He's he's already uh, you know chipped in with a couple of goals and an assist. Um, he could possibly have been sent off at the weekend against Colorado, but um, you know I think you know you look you look at his clubs that he's played for. I mean not only I mean he starts at Sporting Lisbon with uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, goes to Manchester United, goes back. He has time at Fenerbahce in, in Turkey, Valencia in in Spain, Lazio in Italy. These these aren't small teams. Then back to, to 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 Sporting Lisbon. I mean this this is a really good player, and if you're going to get a 32 year old, 31, 32 year old to come over from Europe, he's the type of player that you want to spend big money on. He's the one that's going to get you goals. He's quick. He's tricky. He's going to get you assists. He's going to light up a stadium that, since Kaká uh, decided to retire down in Orlando, has been just a damp, yeah, a damp fire as the locals would say. So no, I am excited for them. I mean he's already done some some really cool things, some really nice things um in Orlando. But uh with that fiery temper, you've got to watch him. He was a bit of a head headbutt uh, on uh Canada Costa Acosta over on Colorado Colorado Rapids, which he tweeted out afterwards, for much to his own amusement. Cheeky devil. Um when you have a look at this this Orlando
0: team, right? You got what are you playing? They're more like a, a five 212 formation uh, or something along those lines where's where's the weakness for you what do you imagine or envision Real Salt Lake attacking over the weekend where
1: yeah it's that midfield battle i mean i, I like uh, sebastian uh, mendes um i like sasha klashn but i think they are more comfortable um on the uh, attacking side of the ball, rather than than tracking back and and working, that's why they are playing three centre backs, in my opinion, is to cover up some of that. Um, I mean, uh, Sebastian Mendez, He's, I mean, he's uh, listed as a defensive midfielder. I mean, he's um, he's only twenty one years old. Though this is uh, this is this is a solid player. This is his first season out from Colombia. I just think that uh, it's a little bit soft. Um, if they could drop a centre-back, go to a 4-3, actually play him as a midfield defensive midfielder and they have Sasha Kleshton and somebody else with him or Danny Acosta in the defensive midfield. Um, I think that that, uh, you'd see this team light up a little bit more, particularly getting Nani involved uh, on the wings if he moves out there.
0: So I've just come up with a new game that I think we need to introduce um, on the show, in the den.
1: Oh, my word. (laughs) I know, it's
0: exciting, isn't it? (laughs) It sounds scary, but carry on. Um, Because every week I seem to sit in this very seat... And ask myself the question, will Everton Louise see colour this weekend? That's the game. We need, to, we need to ask whether or not Everton Louise will see colour this
1: weekend. Whether it's yellow
0: or red.
1: Um, I'm going to go with a yes. I am too. I think I will most weeks. And I think that's why the game will be funny. I mean, he's going to be asked to put a boot into Nani or Sasha Clestion. It's going to be one of those two that he's going to get to pick up the yellow. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be that specific. You reckon it's I'm going to try be one of those two players. Well, I think he's tried to put a boot through everyone so far since he's moved to Salt Lake. He's been superb, hasn't he? It's been great. But I mean, not literally breaking. But I mean, if he gets a yellow card on Saturday, it's going to be a foul on Sasha Klauston or Nani that, that he's going she to get.
0: Like from. that game as well. Trying to figure out, like, if we all agree that he's going to see yellow at least. Who's he going to see yellow against? That's the game that we want oh, to I play. I love him. I love him. He's just been brilliant, hasn't he? <laughs> He's, He's been coming. sensational. Uh, as we wrap things up here, and uh, before we get to our predictions. Oh, don't forget those. Sveno. I, I know <laughs> you've been itching to kind of let loose and talk a bit about what's going on with your beloved Reds. It's Champions <laughs> League football and you're 2 nil up against FC Porto. Yeah, yeah, it was all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's I'm, I'm, so
1: excited that you can't speak normally. No, yeah, I, I'm just really refusing good. to talk about it. Everything is going really, really well. And if I start talking about it, then Liverpool will just go to poop. They'll get knocked out in the second leg uh, and Man City will win the, the Premier League title. So I don't really talk about it. I'm just going to enjoy it. It's been. Actually, I was talking to. Uh, I'm going to name drop. I was talking to somebody today. I'm not going to actually drop his name. It's going to keep it a secret. But who was actually playing for Liverpool the last time they won the title today. Okay. And uh he... His
0: last name uh Is it Milner? Last name no, no.
1: Milner. No, I mean, was James Milner born then? Uh it was nineteen ninety. So oh, okay. this is, this is a long time ago. So anyway, um he actually got interviewed today. He goes, Everybody's forgotten about me, nobody gives a crap about me, but today I got interviewed because they think Liverpool might win the title and I was in the team that last won the title. So uh I'm getting a bit of love.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. There you go. Well you're one you're one point behind City in the Premier League race at the minute, is that right?
1: Two points ahead, but we played one more game.
0: Right, okay. So, so
1: that's you know scary. T- Tottenham, you're Tottenham.
0: I'm Tottenham. Boy uh, that stadium's
1: spectacular. Beautiful. But they they City have got to go to Tottenham and Man United have still got to play City. So hopefully Liverpool get a, a result against Chelsea.
0: Well City just lost to Tottenham in the Champions League one. They did. They Thanks did. To, so uh, um Ming you know. Song. Boy, does he like that stadium? For, scored the first Premier League goal for Tottenham. And he uh, scored the first Champions League for Tottenham at uh, the new Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Sign him up. He's a talent. Um, all right, let's uh, talk about predictions. Rio Tinto Stadium, Saturday, 7 o'clock Mountain Time, is uh, when kick is, kickoff is scheduled for Orlando City, is the opponent. Uh, Orlando City, by the way, uh, currently sitting reasonably well in the Eastern Conference. Uh, if I can find my tab. Uh, anyway, they're middle of the uh, pack right now, and, uh, chumming along rather nicely. Sixth, to be exact. So, total of eight points, goal differential of negative one, so that needs some, uh, some solving, but they're right there in the hunt, and they've got a talented team. Nani, Dom Dwyer, uh, the list goes on and on. So, Trev. Yes. Come on, now. You know the routine.
1: Am I I up? You know
0: the routine! I Sorry,
1: I'm trying to figure out how to use a microphone.
0: That's a that's a real concern, Gov. Coming from our from our producer,
1: I just don't use it that much. Oh right, Hey-o. Um, as it should be. That hurt.
0: you were asking for it. <laughs> <a laughs> that hurt a little I promise, bit. You. That hurt
1: a little bit. That hurt. But I did deserve that. Um, the ride's gonna be rocking. Four straight losses for Real Salt Lake. Uh, gonna go four. Whoa. One.
0: Whoa, 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 whoa. Holy cow. Whoa. Four one.
1: Let's do this. I thought I was going to go big. I'm going 3 0. RSL? RSL. So I'm going to agree that
0: Real Salt Lake are going to get a win. But I'm going a little more pessimistic. A 1 nothing. Stop it. How do you know? 1 nothing RSL. Who scores? Is it an extra time? Sam Johnson. Gets his opening he, goal. Yes. Gets his are debut put, goal. you going to put of some money yourself? down in Vegas? Well, boy, mate. If Basil would make it to Vegas, I'd go. But I think Basil, Basil ain't would... making it to Vegas. Yeah, Basil, my <laughs> car won't make it to Vegas. It's got a punctured front right tire and check engine light flashing at me as I'm driving up I-15. It, has
1: it turned red yet? The check engine light. Oh, it's turned is it, is it, orange. Is okay, it's getting red. Is it blinking?
0: It, every now and again, will blink at me. I oh, yeah. mean, anyway. If whatever. anybody,
1: if if anybody is uh, looking to sell a car, Tom's. No, so, ba- Basil's on, is it he or she?
0: Well, interestingly enough, it's a she, but it's got a boy's name, you okay. know? So. That, uh, well, see, I knew it was. I just wanted to kind of make sure that it was right. Yeah. Basil's on her last legs. Yes, she is. Uh, Spencer, has anybody ever told you you look great in purple, does something with your eyes?
1: Yes. Um, uh, my friends told me I look like Oprah Winfrey. No, that is one...
0: Cracking compliment, thank you. And on that note, until next time, hopefully, uh, Ralph Salt Lake get the better of Orlando City Soccer Club this weekend. We'll be back next week breaking all the action down. Hopefully, Maddie Gash has uh, what what is it, double ear infection? Get better, Maddie. We're thinking of you. Goodbye.